You're listening to Seeking Change, the podcast where industry collaborates on eco-efficient minerals and made possible by our visionary sponsors. In today's episode of the 2020 Seek Medal Insights series, Seek CEO Alison Keogh interviews Peter Lind of Newmont and Brian Reardon of Tech Resources after the presentation of the 2020 Seek Medal to Winners for Outstanding Work. Hear miners' inside views on decarbonizing energy systems into mine sites and improving water efficiency. Explore some of the ways important investor and community ESG and net zero expectations are being considered by technology leaders and how they're finding new opportunities as they engineer ways to reduce mining's footprint. Brian Redden on, on the left from Tech Resources and um, Peter Lind on the right from Newmont. Thank you for your time today and for your involvement in this um, SEEK medal presentation. I'm really interested to get your insights from a mining or a, an operator point of view on the financial side. In the SEEK medal winning paper, one of the standout things was that some of the thinking behind the financial benefits was articulated. And I'd really like to hear what do you think leaders, like investors are asking for ESG actions on the ground, but ultimately the, our leaders, our very senior leaders need to have that compelling financial case, that business case, as well as need to have confidence that they can manage the risks. So how can we as technology leaders and people involved in both miners and in our suppliers and equipment um, collaborators companies, how can we really articulate that value better to our senior leaders so they can achieve their ESG actions on the ground? I guess one of the things from my perspective is if you look at you know the amount of water that we consume in these large mining projects, and how much of that water ends up as you know void space water and tail storage you know over you know essentially perpetuity and that water is water that you know is not available for for other uses right so i think looking at the cost of that water and looking at where that water ends up getting you know getting sunk in terms of the the overall water balance is really critical and i think it, it helps us really approach things once we look at how much that that costs and what it represents from an esg standpoint as well great answer yeah, and I guess <clears throat> I'll throw in that. I mean, I think our senior leaders they do they do take ESG very seriously, and they understand the levers. And it's a it's a complex thought, though. I mean, uh, one of the things I spend a bit of time thinking about is okay, energy efficiency is one thing, carbon footprint is another, and they're not necessarily perfectly tied together. I think on the processing side, we do actually have an opportunity in some cases to replace uh, diesel generated energy with electricity. And depending on how the grid is set up, that actually could go against us from, uh, I guess, an electrical energy perspective, but it could be better for the industry as a whole. So I think from a processing perspective, we do need to step back and step up to the balcony at times, make sure we're looking at these solutions from a, a site-wide or even a, <clears throat> a sort of district-wide perspective. Can we make sure that we apply pressure to make sure the grids that we operate in, the electrical grids, are as green as they can be or on a path to become green? And we look at our sites holistically to make sure that from an environmental impact perspective, we're minimizing the entire site impact. So yes, we tend to focus a lot on processing because that's our jobs and our passion, but we do need to at times ensure that we're part of the bigger picture and we're playing the appropriate part of that front. I think that's a fantastic point, Brian. And in fact, it, it leads right into my next question. Seek actually has run a number of workshops and one of the emerging themes that we've, we've put a spotlight on is 
integrating increasing renewables and hybrid primary energy solutions into mine sites, particularly off-grid mine sites, but where it makes business sense to do that, it's a fantastic way to reduce the carbon footprint of mines. And we've also talked um, at our Kalgoorlie workshop about how that plays into the plans for the regional grid. And we, we had some of the, the power suppliers actually in the room and talking. So I'm really interested in, in your views on how we can, quite often in our network, we're talking to um, technology leaders and mineral processors and metallurgists, how they can learn about and embrace and encourage renewables and decarbonisation to link in with better performing, better optimised plants. What are your thoughts on that and, and how we're faring as an industry with taking on board that different, more decarbonised primary energy sources? So uh, I'll, I'll start, if that's okay. Um, <clears throat> I think we, we do owe it to the industry and to ourselves to, to all these students of the, uh, of the electrical industry. We tend to think of our plants and our operating sites as fairly flat operating loads, but I guess I question that. Can we figure out ways, whether it's, um, maybe it's tied to solar power, maybe it's tied to overall loads on the grid, where we work with our utility providers, whether they're ourselves or our broader utilities, and figure out how to maximize efficiency. Things like pumping water. If you have appropriate storage facilities, is there any reason you can't pump that water during a period that is lower cost and potentially lower footprint, and overall lower your site grid, just by doing some uh, or sorry, your site energy efficiency from a footprint perspective and potentially from a cost perspective, just by, by having those conversations and communicating with our, uh, with our partners. So it sounds like really communicating across silos and, and really getting that bigger picture cross collaboration. Over to you, Peter. Yeah, I, th I think from my perspective, you know, some of the advances that are happening in things like battery energy storage, so you can have actual storage of these, you know, renewable energy sources that are not, you know, consistent. I think those are the types of things that you know, we're still a long way from that, but I think some of those developments could, do, could go a long way into making, you know, some of the, some of the mine sites able to potentially operate with renewables and not, not require, you know, diesel generation and things like that. So I think there's, there's a lot of possibilities. There's still a long way to go for that to be a reality because the, you know, the power requirements for our sites are pretty substantial, um, but I think there are developments that look promising. Thanks so much, guys. That's awesome. I think we've just got some great content. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found value and ideas from this episode. Your voice can also help us to expand the conversation and actions around eco-efficient mineral processing. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a positive rating or even write a quick review on Google or Apple iTunes. If you'd like to stay informed and involved, you can tap into our free resources at our website, seekthefuture.org. That's C-E-E-C-thefuture.org. You can subscribe to our monthly Seek News, which also lets you know new podcasts, videos and events. And you can join our visionary sponsors, just email admin at seekthefuture.org. Thank you.